0: and welcome to personalized learning with matt and courtney my name is matt
1: my name is courtney
0: we talk about the do do's and don't do's of personalized learning yep we are (laughs) i
1: was about to make fun of our our um offspring podcast and say that uh you know so we talk about it so you don't have to but that's no you should be talking about it it doesn't work
0: In their case, that tagline works great. In our case, yeah, in our case, uh, yeah, you have to talk about personalized learning. It's the only way we're gonna get all better. Uh, So, yes, so uh, today we're gonna talk about assessment practices on the like larger level. Macro. (laughs) We're going macro today. Uh, We're not going quite plaid, but we're going macro.
1: (laughs) might as well when you start thinking about it we might we might
0: might get there we might get there so this is all going to start with like uh some type of semi-rant from Courtney that I will (laughs) kind of interject some thoughts and we'll kind of go from there I think today
1: yeah I've just been I've been involved in some conversations lately uh about redesigning assessment systems And so just like super quick assessment primer, right? There's like, there's assessment for learning, which is what we do 99.9% of the time in schools. And then there's assessment of learning, which feels like we do a lot of time in schools, but um, we don't actually do it a lot. But those are like the big standardized tests. Like those are not intended. The purposes of those tests is I mean, like, I don't even know what the purpose of the the purpose is to measure schools so that the federal government can decide who gets money and who doesn't like, I I think that's it. Like, I don't really know at this point, what the point, why we still have those tests. (laughs) Like, What Matt, why, why do we, it's an accountability system. That's why. Right.
0: It, it is, it is for the, for the schools and it helps the, the, from my understanding, the only way that it's useful in really any way that affects people like in schools directly is when you have uh-huh. like super failing schools, uh, that's in quotation marks, uh, because right. their tests aren't, uh, up to, up to par with what everybody thinks uh, like a norm or an average might be. Right. And usually those are can be traced down to a number of things uh, such as uh, uh, demographics and poverty rates. And that's, you know, the poorer places, the poorer schools are not going to do as well because they don't have uh, not just the materials, but many times in in districts, uh, the infrastructure, the schools are literally crumbling.
1: But but like, why do we don't need a, a standardized test to tell us that?
0: Uh, yeah. So I don't know actually where it all started to do that because the, uh, on the other end, it's like the schools who are the richer schools can now lord it over everybody else. Like this <laughs> is the place to start. And you know what? I think so this one is going to kind of be like one of those rambling episodes, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're rambling. Maybe That's it's all
0: a know. scam by real estate companies. What? <laughs> Hear me out on this one. Hear me out on this one. So we know that we get all kinds of stuff in communities that are based, it's, it's not like Zillow or things, but all these greatschools.com or, you know, great places to live. And it's all based on oh, test scores. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know,
0: it's all your, your schools that are richer. Uh, it, they're all based around water and the property values, property values go up, right? So it's, it's a real estate Right. Brand. Oh, very white and suburban and in Maine, especially it's based around, uh, the water where you are and shoreline or, uh, ocean line. And it's just, it's all based around better. Again, in quotation marks, places to live as opposed to whether your school is really doing well or not. And they promote themselves that way. But, you know, a place out in the boonies that never gets any attention from either real estate people or you know departments of ed because they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere doing their own thing, trying to educate their kids the best they can, but they don't have any money to improve their schools, whether it's structurally or with materials or you helping using the internet or buying computers. They just don't have any of the money for that. They don't get the attention. Nobody wants to live there. And it just becomes a, 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 a terrible cycle yeah, and it's all based on these standardized tests. That, as, as you just said so eloquently, uh, what are, what the hell, <laughs> right? Yeah. what are they? Why? For? So, what are they know, for? Yeah. I, I don't really see any any super value for it. Uh, I have some ideas that we're going to talk a little bit about later. But you know, what do you think about my theory that it's a scam by uh, big real estate?
1: <laughs> um. I'm, I don't know. I, as we're talking about this, I realize I do not know the history of standardized testing well. Um, and that's something I think I'd like to learn a little bit more about, like, when did this start and why, um, what was the original intent and what it, but I think that's a really good question to ask people now, like, What's the point? Why are we doing, like, what? (laughs) Coupled with, and so here's kind of where where I go then, like, if you always go back to the why, right? Okay, so if, when it all is said and done, we still feel like we explore the why of assessment, right? Of big assessment of standardized, you know, Mm -hmm. statewide, district-wide assessment. If we still believe that we need to have that for whatever reason, that it still needs to exist, then what is it we're actually measuring, right? Because then don't you have to think about like, well, okay, if we're measuring school, what's the purpose of education? Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever thought about that?
0: It sounds like, like in a
1: real systematic way? What is the purpose? Mm-hmm. And then are we what are we measuring? I don't think, yeah. So like this is where my head goes when I start thinking about all of this. But there's real discussion about out there about like, okay, we if and to be very real right now, because of the pandemic and because of the fact that like expecting any standardized testing results to be worth anything this year, it's just like the most ridiculous thought ever, that Mm -hmm. there is a real window of potential to do some serious innovation and change around um, assessment and accountability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: whether it's in your state or in the country as a whole. Um, so I think that's why, and I've been, I don't know if privilege is the right, well, yeah, I suppose it is a privilege, but I haven't been invited to some conversations about this um and so I'm thinking about it and one thing I hear about and it goes back goes back to me for kind of like well, well like for something to be a good measure you have to know what it is you're measuring right and if mm-hmm. we're measuring education we need to know what the point of education is so like meh. um but people saying that they want kind of the they they would like to see that separation, right, of, of, um, um, assessment of learning and assessment for learning to go away. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not convinced that it can. Okay. I'm not convinced that it is possible to, to design a statewide, um, assessment system that, would also be useful for schools and individual learners i just don't think it's possible and i'm not sure that it should
0: okay those are all those are all great points uh as you're talking I, i'm thinking about designing the system with the point of education in mind and what we want to get out of it and since we we clearly don't ask ourselves that question uh ever (laughs) ever at all uh i think that's
1: what
0: (laughs) i I think that's what's limiting us because I'm, i'm thinking there are ways to gather information to tell us uh tell us how our schools are doing right but i'm not sure if it's like an assessment model that looks anything like what we do today agreed and i'm thinking is it is it actually an assessment like we like we think of it now with like like the SAT or something like that? Or are we yeah. thinking gathering evidence that gives us an assessment of what the schools are doing?
1: I like that. I like thinking of it that way way better. Of course I do. Duh. I mean, like...
0: <laughs> wait, wait, to, oh, I thought I was doing so good. Then you're just like, duh, Matt. Like, ah. No. Okay. So let's. No, no,
1: no. I didn't mean it that way. I meant like, no, no, I like totally the get duh it. was for me of like, well, yeah, of course I like the way that sounds. Like, well, duh, let, well, listen to me. Yeah. Well, let's
0: talk about this a little bit. If, if we talk about that, if, let's make the assumption that what we want to do is gather evidence in order to see how a school or a district is doing. Yeah. Right. Because if that can be applied to what we're doing now with like SATs, for instance, or any SBACs or any whatever state assessment there is we're we're if it's a stretch but we're gathering evidence on how schools are doing that's what we want to do it's a stretch believe me but that's what we're that's what we're doing it's a one-time assessment it's high stakes kids may or may not take it seriously depending on who they are who the teachers are the time of day it's there's all kinds of that but what if we gathered evidence that was not just about academics, which I think you can do, which I'll get to into in a second, but also like how the climate of the school.
1: Ooh, I uh, like that idea a lot. So I'm
0: thinking things like the Gallup Hope Survey. Yeah. That giving that yep. to your kids once a year, or you know, twice a year, uh, whatever, whatever way you could do that, and everybody gives it.
1: The whole state
0: that's part of what we're gathering for evidence. Everybody does whatever this survey is. You're all asking your kids all of these questions. Obviously, they're gonna be different at different levels. Uh, elementary right. and high school, it's gonna be very different type of questions, but you're gathering evidence on that in addition to the academics, which uh, and I think, what do you first of all, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. And yes, um, <clears throat> I recently, jotted down and wrote up for myself, kind of, you know, Courtney's dream assessment plan. (laughs) And yeah, that was in there, that um, culture, like surveys or, or, you know, whether it's a survey or some kind of collection of collecting of information about uh, the school and district culture would be important.
0: Especially from the student's point of view. Yes, from as the a, students, point as opposed of view. to the from the teacher's point of view. So, right. My my other thought about the academics. I would even
1: push it. I would even push it to say the community. <sighs> yeah, that would like be parents be and, school and community members.
0: That like would okay, be but with, so wait, so
1: here's mm-hmm. the other thing. Here's like here's something I've been thinking about a lot. Actually,
0: that, I'm not sure about that one. But go no? ahead. But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm interested. Um,
1: random sampling.
0: Uh, now you're talking my language. So <laughs> go ahead.
1: So um, right, random. Uh, you can you can say more about kind of like what random sampling is and why it, why it's used and why it's worked. But um, if it's true that we're measuring large scale like if they tr- if it's true that like one of the premises of a a, a wide large scale accountability assessment system is that it does not care or does not seek to inform anything about individuals then doesn't it follow that we do not need to test every single individual
0: uh, 100% and true. that
1: w- yep we would get sti- I think we would get like statistically um, usable or accurate results by doing sampling.
0: That is correct.
1: So why couldn't, so then if you're thinking about a statewide accountability assessment system, why couldn't it be built on sampling? So meaning like any kind of, any piece of it could be either like this is this your sample set, like yay, you people get to do all of it or each portion could have its own sample set. Like, so a community survey about school and district culture could go to random people, <clears throat> mm-hmm. right? The, the climate survey for learners could go to random learners. Um, and then I, Wonder about the actual academic measurement. First of all, do we need to measure academics the way we've been measuring academics? And then um, could that be random also? And does it even have to feel like a test? Like I almost envision, like, you know, there's like a, like a, an assessment team, right? Of like really highly trained, Educators who kind of come into a building and get a bunch of learners for like a week, right? And it's like, guess what learners, these are your teachers for the week. And they just do almost like a short unit, like a short project with the learners. But like all of it is being assessed on like established criteria. And like, and that's just what this team does. Like all year long, they just go to different schools, different grade levels doing this kind of thing. And that's, that's it.
0: That sounds pretty cool.
1: Uh,
0: that is way beyond what I what I've uh, wow. been thinking over before. That sounds that sounds really fascinating. That will obviously never happen, but uh, yeah. But I like the I like the idea of of the sampling is is clearly something that I think makes a lot of sense. And the reason I kind of poo pooed beforehand when he talked about community. is, is just that, that you can clearly get some communities together that would focus on like all your, you know, your superstar parents that are involved with everything and think everything's awesome and just make sure that they fill it out and just, you know, hope the rest don't show up Uh, because that's (laughs) typically community-based. It's really tough to get community stuff. It
1: is super difficult. But if you,
0: if you designed it as random samples, I think you'd get some fascinating information back a lot, a lot better. And you'd have a better uh, sample of the community right there. And not just the ones who are super involved, but you know, how involved is the school in your community to like a random person that doesn't have kids in the school.
1: Right. 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 That's,
0: that's the key right there. It's not just the parents that are, have kids, but what about the others how involved is your school else, yeah. what is it what does your school feel like to you in the community if you don't have the kids like i'm wondering in my town right now here in california i have no personal connection to any of the schools around me
1: yeah. but
0: how do i see them in the community are they involved do i see the kids out there do i see signs and stuff or, or do i not and just that that outsider type of view what would that look like? And th- I think that'd be fantastic information for what people's opinions are versus just the parents who try to think of like view, they, they always tend to view it through their own kids' eyes, right? Like, how is my kid doing in school? That's going to be my impression of school. So right. it's, it's kind of, you're kind of biasing that in a way if you just limit it to parents. So I like your idea about the sampling. Yeah. That's that one. Uh, that was a check mark in Courtney's ideas box. I'm not so sure about the team of assessment travelers but still thinking about that one i like it i'm just not sure the um, roving
1: band of assessment minstrels you don't like my assessment minstrels
0: there's uh i think i think that right there is gary chapin's new band name right there so gary if you're listening uh tweet at us back and i know you are <laughs> so oh my goodness so here's my not thoughts yet. about it here's my thoughts about the academics part because you did mention okay. in there that you don't think it should be like a test right yeah
1: i don't like even i if, think
0: even that, if you're like, random sampling uh, it doesn't have to be a test
1: no i don't think it does have to be a test okay. even if you're random sampling
0: go ahead before i before i tell you my thoughts i, go like, ahead.
1: I think that that's what um like the park and s and some of them were trying to do was to make it less like here's a multiple choice test, answer a bunch of crappy ass questions, have like bias, you know, if you're not like, you know, I, I think that there have been people trying to do that. And I think that there's an assessment. When I was a teacher, I remember like an assessment minstrel team coming in and doing, an ass- I don't remember what the, it wasn't NAEP, but it was some kind of assessment where like, like you cut, you got like chosen. You were a random sample. You got chosen. You had, to, you know, to do it. And people came in and did it. Um, I don't think it was fun.
0: <laughs> mm, that's a downside.
1: <laughs> I think it was more about like you know controlling the environment than it was about you know and doing the test right, quote unquote, rather right. than it was about anything else. But, right. Uh, so, but, so- but, but yeah.
0: So here's my thoughts about that. So okay. it, it actually gets 100% away from t- like tests as we know it. Okay. Because, well, think <laughs> of again. again <laughs> oh Lord. That's a different podcast. Um, let's, let's go back to the part of why we're doing this, right? We want We want to gather evidence on how schools are doing. Yeah. And if we really want to know that answer, that answer isn't ever going to be what happens on this one day in March or April. Right. That, that right. is just, that's out. So if we want to gather evidence over time, what is a way that we should be tracking our academics that is over time, that is that you could easily pull samples of, or you could technically do the whole school if you wanted to. Um, uh, it's called standards, actual standards with actual scales. Actual standards. And that's, well, most people have standards sort of, but there's no, nothing like a scale involved, right? There's nothing about a foundational level part of it and a complex level part of it. Uh, listeners obviously know that we are big into proficiency scales, yeah. but, uh, that's not the way that most schools have them they, they they just have a standard and then it's up to the teacher to interpret that is yeah. not what i'm talking about
1: no so are you so are you talking about then that there would be like common scales and use across the state or no not necessarily but that a district would have to have every for this to work every district has to have a scale
0: I don't see anything wrong with having a statewide curriculum. I don't, I think it's different from state to state. I can see that. And now that I live in a new state, I can definitely see that there are different things in California that are just different than Maine.
1: Well, when you talk about curriculum, though, you should clarify what that means to you, when, because when, some people will hear oh yeah, curriculum true. and think one thing, and and I know that that's not what you're saying. So that's true. clarify for our listeners what you mean.
0: I, When I am talking about curriculum, I'm just talking about the standards. Right. I'm not talking about all the material that that go along with it. I don't care about that.
1: Programs, materials.
0: Nope. Don't like any of that. The, the standards are the curriculum. So if we had a statewide system of standards that are set up in proficiency scales that everybody used because some magically way uh, they were agreed upon rather mm-hmm. than forced upon, which I don't think is a, anything different. If you talk about Maine, you talk about the Maine learning results. If you talk about right. uh, California stuff, they have their own standards. Each, each state has their own set of standards. And you know, 98% of them are all the same. Uh, the social studies ones are a little bit different because they're focused on the, like a lot of state history part of it. Sure. Other than that, they're all the same. And you know, I don't care what what those standards are to be honest. As long as they're agreed upon and consistent with scales and the appropriate level of training, so teachers know how to use them. Therefore, students would know how to use them. Now you're all on the same playing field, which is the whole basis. Of why we do proficiency based learning right so right. everyone is on the same playing field so it doesn't matter if i'm in a rich town on the coast or out in the woods somewhere with one dirt road I don't know, i'm not sure right if that and so then happens,
1: so if you had that then you're right there is no need for these like magical like you know assessment days never it can just be like
0: how are whatever. my kids doing How are my kids doing? Are they uh, on Like on this,
1: it could just be, you know, like a, hey, you got an email today from the data assessment system. What percentage of learners are in X grade for what X subject are meeting standards?
0: Yep. Interesting. And and defining what that means uh, when we talk about a level of pacing is like our kids making that year's worth of growth in a year's worth of time. If that's the, your general view of what pacing looks like, how many kids are on pace? How many kids are behind that pace? And, I don't
1: think I agree with pace.
0: But, I but don't, don't like pace. I, it, But it's it's on how you define it, right? Am I making a year's worth of growth in a year's, year's worth of time? It doesn't matter if I'm on grade level or not because I don't really care because I know that that's, we are never going to have 100% of kids on grade level. Right. We we just, we just aren't. So let's accept that. But kids still should be making a year's worth of growth. We know that some kids aren't going to. So what is an actual amount of kids that aren't making a year's worth of growth? Let's talk about what that looks like, because that is going to be different than your special ed population and numbers, because many, many special ed kids are making a year's worth of growth, but they've fallen behind in years prior. Right, but they've come right. back, and now they're making right. a year and a half worth right of growth. Right now,
1: right, so now they are they're in
0: the growth. ahead of base part, and that's that's a bonus, even though they would fail all of these state assessments as exist now because mm-hmm. they're not on their grade level. So, right. you know, as it is right now, your assessment system is a hundred percent based on how many kids are special ed that are not on grade level and are not going to pass these extremely dumb level tests that they they're just not ready for. We know they're going to fail. Why are we still giving it to these kids? How about we track where they are over time since everybody's using the same system and you kind of work with pacing a little bit. It's pacing on the large level, not pacing on the day-to-day level. And I think that's, that's some of the difference, how you define some of these things. I think, I think that could work a little bit because now, you can have schools that nobody's ever heard mm-hmm. about, with no money at all, no not having any materials, but still doing great with their kids, and showing that and proving that over time, you can do that. And now you can maybe funnel more money towards some of these places, or make it definitely more equitable than it is right now, which is yeah. based on uh, poverty rates and some of the assessment where where you are on these state assessments now. You can you can organize this a little bit better. Yeah. What do you think? Hmm.
1: What am I thinking? I was just laughing again about the roving,
0: the roving band of assessment minstrels.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, I like I like this a lot. I have. I worry. I'm worrying about um, exactly how a a year's worth of growth is defined on any learning progression with any set of standards. Sure, no, um, and scales. Like are, I feel like it would be like if you were gonna do this, you'd have to almost have like wide scale agreement that like we will not have data for five years.
0: Well, it's in r- realistic terms, it's gonna take way more than five years for people to mm-hmm. agree to yeah. even have mm-hmm. anything like this. Yeah, so we're not pot- yeah, but
1: we're not we no, no we're not going there. We're talking about no, like so you know, we're- if
0: we, if we're making the assumptions that people have already agreed on this, they think it's a good idea yeah. and they've nailed down those details, whatever those details turn out to be, would that type of system be fair and equitable across our schools yes. to gather data from, therefore things like the SAT and things as accountability measures in quotes would no longer be necessary.
1: Yeah, I think so,
0: and I do too. I do too because it's not just about the academics. We talked about the first part; we kind of glossed over really quickly about the culture ideas, but that is as important as how you're doing with the academics.
1: Well, you know, to throw another like curveball here, like I said earlier, do we even need to measure the academics? Mm, Um, True. I don't know that we do. Like, I think we might need to measure um, bigger skills in general you know like more uh collaboration problem solving critical thinking skills rather than um
0: so here's my question for you on that one
1: and blah yeah uh
0: no first of all all standards are not just facts and skills there's a lot of stuff going on in there but Courtney, here's my, here's my real question. How do you measure things like collaboration and problem solving without having some type of actual assessment?
1: With, with rating scales, with like collaborated observation scales and checklists that have been, um, what's the word I want? Calibrated, right?
0: So who does the You that? can who do it that?
1: observationally. It can't be a test. No, but it could look like um project-based learning and it could look like um assessment through like observation and reflection.
0: Okay. How would that be how would that be measured? Is it by the people in the school? <laughs> Or is is it that, it's that roving assessment minstrel band? Okay, it all comes back to that. I get it, Gary Chapin, you better get moving.
1: (laughs) I mean, it could be, right? It could potentially be that. But I think there is, look, it is not a stretch to talk about having statewide um, uh, calibration efforts. It has happened here in Maine with writing it has happened here in maine Mm -hmm. with math it has happened it has happened in new york like with that's how the regent system was basically you know the Mm -hmm. assessments were basically set up like that is not that is a model that has happened before okay if anyone wants to you know kind of be like if anyone's like scratching their head and going wait a minute like well yeah you're right wait a minute because you cannot 100% guarantee that every single person using those rubrics and scales is is assessing the same way. So there's That's that.
0: True. Well, <laughs> even even with the academic one that that I came up yes. with that we agreed that everyone is using it, it's there's still inequity there because yeah. it's we're not robots, right? We won't right. be able to do that exactly. But if If that goes along (laughs) with the same model that our assumption is that we've all agreed on this is what we're doing and everybody does it right, then I think your system works uh, of observation reflection works perfectly fine at that point, because then obviously they must be doing everything else correctly also. And I'd like, I I think one of the the key parts that we kind of laughed over there was that we would agree not to gather data for X number of years. While we put these plans into place. And
1: right. No, I, I guess I don't want to say gather data, but I feel like, yes, we'd be we'd be gathering data for sure. But the data wouldn't be useful for any real analysis. Right. Um, for many years.
0: Oh, that's that's totally where I was going. That's that's the yeah. same, that's the same idea that I had that we'd be gathering that, but can't really do anything with it until it we're all like in the same general place right now i think the reason we use a lot of the sats etc are because our schools are all over the place Mm -hmm. and with like you can have schools next door to each other doing completely different things and completely different ideas and having it's just a why does that happen that doesn't make (laughs) any sense but it gets out of the mindset of having these schools that are supposedly better than others, we don't actually know that when it comes down to all those things we talked about today, about those those skills like problem solving and collaboration or right, the cultures don't. of the schools or the academics in the schools. We don't know that because oh. there's no fair comparison from one place to the next. And so yeah. we resort to standardized tests, which are supposed to be the next best thing. And but they're all... not
1: but they're still not a fair comparison from one place to the no, next no we, so. we all know
0: they're they're garbage yeah. so
1: all right so um yeah so proficiency-based scales uh learning progressions and <laughs> roving fans of assessment minstrels mm-hmm. solved listeners solved. we will talk next time bye we just it matter No!